I bet you that would be too sugary. I don't know. I like Welch's grape jelly. I you were going to say, I like One sugar. thing I'm looking forward to in Europe is lemon Fanta. <coughs> you can get lemon Fanta everywhere, and that's not a flavor you can get over no, here. No, because we got, what, orange or yeah, wall tangerine or whatever it is. There are some orange. weird flavors that have, they've started coming out with lately. Mm. Well, um, Coke's done that. Have, have, you, orange have you tried? Coke? I tried yeah. the orange Coke. And? It's very good. <laughs> really? It's it is not a flavor I, I would like think it. about so mixing for with Coke. I like Coke-flavored Coke. For our true North... Okay, maybe I should be talking to Kevin. For our true North Nerds YouTube channel that doesn't really have anything on it, I think we should pour weird flavored Coke into glasses there's also and make ra- them drink it. Because there's raspberry <laughs> and fill yeah. it. And uh, lime. And, mm. yeah. Raspberry I can kind of see for some reason. I like the orange better than the raspberry. Yeah, okay, And there's, isn't there like shot. mango diet Coke too? Really? Just as long as they don't bring back Coke Black. Mm. Whose idea was that? Is that the coffee one? Yeah. Look. So, uh, welcome, good friends, to True North Coke Talk. Yeah. <laughs> Where we've decided we're switching the, the show to an all-soda discussion. I well, think now Coke's never going to sponsor us because you just <laughs> said you didn't like it. No, no just I don't like Coke Black. Coke is good. Coke is it. Coca-Cola. Coke is the real thing. Yes. Always Coca-Cola. How many so more Coke slogans are there? <laughs> now, now, I'd like to teach the world to sing. What? Now, yeah, now Pepsi will never. whole entire song. See, but it's funny because when you look at what soda pops we have on the table here, None it's of them two are Pepsi brand <laughs> products. I, I like Pepsi. Well, it's the choice of a new generation. My generation, apparently. Now, I grew up I on I took Coke. the Pepsi challenge. Penetang used to have a Coke plant <laughs> way back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I had family that worked there. So, you know, I was raised on Coke. There was a Pepsi bottling plant in Aurelia. Ah. Pepsi. So uh, this episode of True North Nerds is brought to you by Big B Comics, specifically Big B Comics Barry at 241 Essa Road in Barry, Ontario. Why are they providing us with sponsorship? Well, we're going to get to that a little bit later on in the show. Um, but uh, before we get going with the news, I'd also just like to mention that uh, our good friend at uh, Kyle, who is Kirby Crackle, who does our theme song, mm-hmm. uh, he has uh, new music coming out. Oh, so, that's always uh, fun. It's called uh, Suburban Hearts and uh, Suburban Suburban Hearts slash Vigilante Hymns, and it's uh, going to be. I'm not sure when it's going to be out. Oh, uh, releases August seventeenth. So you can pre-order the digital version of the album right now. Um, for more information, go to kirbycracklemusic.com. Or if you want to actually listen to uh, one or two of the tracks, you can go to kirbycrackle.bandcamp.com because he's got some previews up there. And you can order the album through either of those links. Very cool. Awesome. So uh, we really like Kyle, and uh, you should you should check it out. His stuff is always really good. Every album seems to be a little bit different too. So my particular favorite song is "Booty Do Math." 
Yeah, that's a good one. I, I, I really, really, really like the Great Lake Avengers song. Great Lake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like so, the Green Lantern song. Oh, Ring Capacity? Yeah. There was a a, uh, a petition to get that on to the... To the Green Lantern the Green soundtrack. Lantern soundtrack, and I'm not. Sh- I've never asked Kyle whether he's glad that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> um. So after uh, that, those little updates. Let's go to the news because there is a little bit. With a little bit of news. <laughs> so one of the ongoing news stories that we keep talking about is finally, I guess, partially done. Now it's still just a matter of crossing the T's and dotting the I's and paying the lawyers. I guess. Oh. Because the Fox Disney deal has been completed, the uh, the the Fox exe- uh, I guess the Fox board members or you know uh, stakeholders or whatever you want to call them. Government all. has said it's okay. Fox Government said it beforehand. Have said it, yep. it's okay. They Disney voted on. Stakeholders have said it's okay. And, and Capcom withdrew their offer and backed away. They just slinked Comcast, off. Not Capcom. Oh yeah, Capcom's a video game company. Yeah, they eh, started with a money. C. They uh, just kind of went back to where they came from and said, well, fine, we don't want to play with you guys. We'll keep our money. So, it, the, good and bad. Like, well, yeah. there, there's good things about it. There's good chunk of people are going to lose their jobs. So, there's the bad. Just like, like, just like not like celebrities, but like, you know, the everyday people who work mm. at the various different aspects of this. Oh, for sure. There's going to yeah. be redundancies between well, the two Well, I mean, companies. part of it is Disney's going to get another animation studio out of it, too, right? Yeah, so... Blue Sky, they're the people that make the Ice Age movies, which are very successful movies. Oh, is that owned by oh, Fox? That's Yeah. Oh. So that's man. part of the deal, too. Um, so all of a sudden, Disney has another major animation franchise in their back pocket, too, with the Ice Age movies. Yeah. Well, amongst... The, what else? They've got something else in there, too, don't they? The Blue Sky did? Yeah, isn't there something else that... Because... Isn't Blue Sky Blue Sky is like a isn't it an offshoot from DreamWorks originally? I don't remember. Uh, I see. I, well, maybe it's guys who left DreamWorks. I'm not sure. They uh, do, 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 do. oh, they made the Peanuts movie. That was actually really good too. Like surprisingly, because I really like Charlie Brown, like old school Charlie Brown. Yeah. And when I saw the it, that movie is like Charlie Brown's greatest hits, <laughs> like it it just like hits you in the feels all the way through. And other than like I don't think it's got the Great Pumpkin in it, but it, it kind of hits like all those really solid beats that, yeah. for Charlie Brown. You know, missing the uh, missing the football. They yeah. also uh, they yep. also did the Rio movies about the parrot. Oh, which were those are. Those I don't money. particularly like, but they kids they're, like them. They're they were popular. They're colorful. And they had songs in them. The mm. Peanuts movie is actually the least profitable. Oh, movie they've Blue done. Blue Sky movie. Uh, Ferdinand was the last Blue Sky film, which did fairly well for them, if I remember um, correctly. Three hundred million, and it, it I, I know it was nominated for Golden Globes. I don't know if it ended up winning. So yeah, and possibly it might have been nominated for an Oscar too. But you've got to admit that Ice Age is there. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's the money maker. Button. That's the, the train. But Disney also but, has to sell all the sports and news uh, side of, it, of Fox. Well, I think Fox is keeping those. Well, they keep, they're keeping the, the news, but the sports is part of the package, but Disney has to sell, sell it right it. away because they own ESPN. Yeah. And, well, you think it was – they didn't have to sell all of them. They had to sell – at least they had to sell the ones where they competed with them. Right. So if there was a, like an ESPN and a Fox Sports, then they had to sell the Fox Sports. 
Right. Um, I also read something about not, I guess some of the Fox TV is actually still staying, is not part of the deal. Yeah. Something like, like Simpsons is part of the deal. But it's still going to be staying on Fox TV. Yeah, and then and then it's like you have all the deals that go along with that, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the things is you won't see Simpsons in Disney parks because because Universal has the rights. and that deal. I don't know if it's forever, but it goes for quite a while, from what I understand. Yeah. And the Simpsons lands at Universal are pretty awesome. Yeah, actually. no, like. We didn't when we were there. The ride was down. We didn't oh. even get to go on the ride, but just no, walking through. But we Springfield, got the gigantic uh, the donut, donut. Oh, donut, and you got a flaming mo. I got a flaming at mo. Moe's. Uh, I ate a. What uh, I had a, um, a foot long hot dog, um, sideshow Bob hot dog is what I had. When I was <laughs> there, but the the like how the. Uh, just the stuff that they did in that land was great. Like the payphone on the side of the Quickie Mart <laughs> just randomly rings. Oh, yeah? So you'll pick it up. And it'll be different things, different times. Nice. Uh, sometimes it's Apu yelling at you to stop loitering in the parking lot. And then, <laughs> and sometimes then other it's Bart calling, yeah. calling Moe's. I think Brent yeah. stood there for like 10 minutes just to start I did like three or four different calls. Nice. <laughs> Universal does those kind of things awesomely. Yeah, no, mm. it was great. Over at Islands, they have those phones in Marvel Land, too, where you pick it up and it's like an Avenger. Hotline. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, we oh, we didn't do any of those. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. So, yeah, it's. I have mixed feelings about it. Like, it, like eventually, it means we're going to get a Marvel universe with the X Men in it. And Fantastic somehow, Four. It's going to be a while. I see the Fantastic Four being more first. being first because that's a property they want to rehab. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now one. Rumor, speculation. I saw people are speculating there's going to be an Eternals movie, even though it's one of those. There's never been anything official, (laughs) other than it keeps showing up on those ones where people make up posters to say, "Oh, here's the movies that are coming out." Some of those made up posters are pretty awesome. Well, yeah, (laughs) but uh, so their speculation was that the involvement or the arrival of mutants would spin out of that movie. Somehow, Uh, maybe I can see it. Because that's sort of the idea in the first place is, is it? that the Eternals kind of spawn the the superpower stuff. Oh, okay, in, it's where the Atlanteans come from and stuff like that. Yeah. If I remember correctly, okay, it's like it's see to me like Eternals and all that idea. It's like and people thought Guardians of the Galaxy was like mm-hmm. a weird one to go with. Uh, I I would say Eternals as a property would have to be like CD list. Oh yeah. Although Neil Gaiman did a really good graphic novel with it, he wrote it. In, I'll take your uh, word for it. John Romita Jr. drew it. Oh, nice! Yeah. It's a really good book. It sounds like a good pair to Thanos be on a book. Comes out of the Eternals, doesn't he? Right? Technically, yes. Yeah. Yep. So it's there. It, it, there's tons of ways they could do it, though. I I have a feeling it might be that might be around the time we get full reboot time yeah. with the Marvel Universe it, 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 when their actors start aging out, but. Uh, yeah, so that that looks like it's done deal. It yep. could still fall apart, but it's it's closer than it was two months it's ago. It's closer to happening than falling apart. Yes. So, and then staying on the Disney kick, they are going around trying to rebuy their broadcast rights for the Star Wars films. Yes, they are. So, I guess that Turner uh, Broadcasting had signed an eight-year deal back in 2016 for $275 million. And so, according to Bloomberg, Disney has inquired 
with Turner about buying it back, but have met resistance and desires of financial considerations and programming to replace the lost films. Hmm. Which makes sense. That's why you see like those marathons on TBS, yep. right? Right. And or uh, on Spike or whatever I don't used to know be Spike. Why Disney would want to worry about that. Streaming. It's, it's for the streaming of, service. It would so, be part of so those Turner, rights. Okay. Yeah. It's it's not that long to wait though. It's only five years. No, but it, they, it's Disney wants to get that streaming service up and running, right? And have content. For Disney it. already has deals with Turner, right? They do these on Turner Classic Movies once a month. They do a, a block called the Disney Vault, where they show old Disney shorts and classic Disney. I use the term classic loosely. Classic Disney films like The Absent-Minded Professor and like Son the, of the old live action. Yeah. Ones. The old ones nobody remembers about. Yeah, yeah. the Apple Dumpling Gang, which we the ones that they used to show on Sunday on Sunday on. nights, exactly. On Disney, uh, and uh, uh, I think Leonard Maltin hosts a block. Yeah, block because he, he's a classic. big classic yeah. Disney guy. So, I don't know if they're on good terms with Turner. Maybe they can. Oh, it's, it's, it's just a financial end, posture. It's going to be ill. Okay, here's it'll pretty much be like okay, here's your money back, or you know, prorated plus a little kick for whatever commercial you know maybe what you know some of the commercials they would have been able to sell and then be like and we'll give you this movie and this movie to put on there instead i don't know if i was them i'd be like i want a percentage every single time they show star wars no well there's also talk that disney's talking with comcast about buying out their part of hulu right because with disney taking over fox that means they own sixty percent of Hulu. Oh, yeah, thirty percent of the rest is like the, the of the other remaining forty percent. Thirty percent is owned by Comcast, mm-hmm. and uh, I think Disney. Like, why create a brand new streaming service when you've you can got just a take great over Hulu? One that you can just rebrand it, and, and you could rebrand it and make it international. Yep. And that, yep. yeah, we need it in Canada because well, hopefully this the stuff that's currently on it is on it because I know Sailor Moon is on it, and I would love to have the Sailor Moon stream. Yeah, I don't know about and that. Ranma. It doesn't. Yeah. It depends on who owns those rights, right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Because uh, a lot of that stuff for streaming will from, be between Netflix and uh, Crave up here. Even mm-hmm. from a purely technological standpoint, mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, the infrastructure is already there. It's already there. It's yeah. just a matter of adding new content and rebranding. So, uh, Disney's Hulu. So, yeah. not to go off on a wrestling tangent. So, when the WWE started their network, they mm-hmm. didn't build that. That was built by Major League Baseball, basically. Really? It's a, well, it's a it is a company that Major League Baseball started, and then it got spun out onto mm-hmm. its own to do their streaming service, and then they they build streaming services for other people. Right. And the WWE looked at the cost of doing their own as opposed to. Why don't we get these guys to do it? They know what they're doing, and it works rather well. Yeah, and like there's somebody else that uses them too. I can't remember who, but the precedent's there. It just takes a lot of work and money off of it. To mm-hmm. Just you know, like you said, like just buy Hulu and maybe rebrand it, or even not. Hulu's a recognized name. Like we all know it, and none of us can use it. Yeah. Right? Disney's Hulu, like you were saying, and they could rebrand it with like a Hawaiian theme and have like Lilo and Stitch be like the mascots for it. <laughs> They or were following uh, me on Twitter for a while. Yeah. Ooh, Lilo and, and, and Stitch? No, Hulu. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Stitch and I don't talk anymore. Well, he's hard to chat with. <laughs> Just walked up and, <laughs> and then ate my lunch and then walked away. Well, you told lucky. him he had to work on his Elvis impersonation. And you're lucky just... that's all he did was eat your lunch. I like Stitch as a character. It's a great character. It's a great movie. I haven't watched that in a while. I should mm-hmm. watch Lilo and Stitch again. Next. 
Okay, so I technically, I guess I got three more st- Disney-related stories. Well, since Disney owns almost everything, it's going to be harder it's for us Disney. not so, to talk about Today's it. news brought to you by Disney. Disney, if you want to own us, just, you know, give us a call. Yeah. Disney's True North Nerds? <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm for sale. Okay, so we'll go with the two better stories, and then we'll get into the, the third one that we were okay. talking earlier. So, uh, Incredibles 2. Yep. Uh-huh. Disney's third billion-dollar movie this year. <laughs> Holy crap. That's why Disney can so buy everything. Black Panther and Avengers? Are uh-huh. those the other two? I I would make... Well, that would, it's I would not think. Wrinkle in Time. Well, and it's no, not I, Solo. Uh, or my, Solo. Yeah, and I guess yeah, Last Jedi wouldn't have been... That was last year. Yeah, that was last year, so... I was I was just taking uh, Avengers. I wasn't quite sure about, but uh, oh, I'm I sure that Panther made a billion is. dollars, didn't it? What's that? Black, didn't Avengers make a billion? Oh yeah, dollars? Black, it's Avengers gotta be. Black Panther just crossed seven hundred million domestically. Yeah, week, which means it's still number. showing in it's theaters. A, wow. Yeah, okay, well, if you look around, you can still find it at like some second run theaters a, and stuff a, like apparently that. Apparently, Disney re-released it to drive-ins in as a. As a uh, double feature with Avengers. Uh, oh, so now I totally would have gone and seen that, but it wasn't here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know what was playing. They would have been the four feature last night. I don't know. the drive-in, right? Yeah, that would have been a long weekend yeah, Sunday. Yeah, but it wasn't. That would Think about it. They could have. You partnered that up with Black Ant-Man Panther, and Wasp Avengers, and just do Ant-Man? all the whole three. The Ooh, three. That would have been. And awesome. then you make the fourth one, Deadpool two. No, you would you make the third you would start with Thor. Show just so the last four. Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers, Ant Man. That would have been a great movie lineup. Yeah, that's a great dust of dawn. <laughs> I should suggest that to Barry Drive in. Hey, can you pull this off? September long weekend. Oh no, not September long weekend. I'm busy that weekend. That's a bit busy weekend. Yeah. yeah. Uh Star Wars Episode Nine has officially begun production. Yep, mm-hmm. and they've announced some casting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Bunch of casting using uh, Carrie Fisher, previously unreleased footage from uh, the last two movies. Uh, that's how they're going to have her in this movie. Yeah. Did uh, anybody good. see the yeah. video tweet from Richard E. Grant? No. no. He was, he's been cast in the film. Yeah. An unnamed character. Uh, have you heard the rumors? Who the rumor playing? is Thrawn, yeah. which if... I don't necessarily think you need Thrawn in this movie, but if you were going to get a physical person to play him... Mm-hmm. Who's that? Uh, Richard E. Grant. Um, he's an English actor. He's one of those guys that if I showed you to him, you would go, oh, that guy from this, this, and this. But all the movies I think of him in aren't particularly great. Oh. He's in Hudson Hawk. The I Bruce Willis saw movie. that a long time <laughs> um, ago once, maybe. What else? He did he... an animated before Doctor Who came back. He did an animated online Doctor Who yeah. as oh, the Doctor. Uh, Hitman's bodyguard. Okay, he is the the guy that Ryan Reynolds is guarding at the beginning of the movie. Okay. The English guy who's kind of like the drunk sort of. Okay, yeah. Anyways, I watched that movie once. So. Um, he tweeted out like his thing, and apparently he's one of the actors who did who was asked to do. A blind uh, screen test, like okay. given script that had nothing, nothing to do with, with Star Wars. Say they poked his eyes out, and then, <laughs> and then his agent got the call. Like you're in, they're offering this much money for you to do Star Wars, and apparently Richard E. Grant is like, hell yeah, man! Don't <laughs> don't even tell me the number, and like you like. He seems like he honestly is incredibly happy to be part of Star Wars. That's good. Like awesome. you could have paid him a dollar, which is a little weird because he's also older than 
Like any of us, if we got that that chance, would jump at it because we grew up with it. Yeah. He would have been in like his mid twenties when Star Wars came out. Yeah, but that's so kind that's of the perfect, yeah, perfect timing too, sure. though, right? As, look as somebody somebody did the math. He would have been in his early tw- early to mid twenties when Star Wars came out. Okay, so here's the thing. So if he is Thrawn, if he becomes if he's thrown. Be spoilers for Rebel season four. Your next oh, comment. we already did that. We, we did that. Episode. We did a whole episode on that. So if you haven't, if you're like Jen, he's sixty one and only just I finished, just it. finished season four. There's a pic for all of you oh, listening. Yeah, he this would be is a good throw. Yeah, this is a. I'm looking at his Wikipedia picture. The the only other person I've always like I always thought wouldn't be bad. They can't use because they've already used them in another Star Wars movie. Okay, let Ryan finish his thought. What were you going to say? Oh, well, just wonder if we see, you know, like we were just discussing earlier before the episode uh, when we were talking about the last season of Rebels. Will this, you know, Ezra is the same age as Luke and Leia. You said uh, they've officially said he's what, a couple days? Older? Yeah, he's uh, apparently a couple days older than. Because didn't they say he was born on Empire or, Day? Yes, but that is that is when the official takeover was. Well, maybe he's he's a couple days younger. I would they're, say he's a couple going, days older the because same year age. Yeah, if if he, it would make sense if it was on Empire Day, and I would say Empire Day would be the day that the Emperor proclaimed the Republic as an empire, mm. and that the Jedi tried to kill him, and then you hear. That's before, because doesn't Padme make some comment about yeah, the death? So, okay, so Ezra of, would be older. Yeah. He was born on Empire Day, and, then and she was still, just, she was at that meeting, yeah. or at that Senate thing, remember? Yeah. So then she would have traveled to uh, Mustafar and then had babies in space. There is one of our listeners who is just listening to that going, no, well, if he's listening to us, then they're a nerd too. Yes, so. that's very oh, true. Oh, if Thrawn is in the movie, then Ezra has to. Then be. maybe we get Ezra. Ezra has to. Maybe be. we get an older Ahsoka. Oh, yeah, but be so good. To to play the the other side of it, every time some British actor is cast in oh, one of yeah. these movies, it is always Thrawn that is. Well, because British actors is. only play people in, in the, the Empire. Empire. It's because you know you're evil if you have a British accent. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> So I kind of put too much stock into it until we see pictures of him blue skinned and and I kind of hope that he's not thrown. Yeah, leave that at, leave leave that to Filoni right now and yeah. his crew of guys. They handled him perfectly. Just like, keep or even it just, over there because no, not for the for the last episode of the, of a trilogy, you shouldn't be introducing a character like that to the movie going public. Yeah. He deserves his, he deserves to be a character in his own trilogy. Unless it, he, he's going to be the that's going to be the start of another new trilogy. Well, that's yeah. as, as much as this is the end of a trilogy, it's also it also sort of ends the classic Skywalker saga and, and opens starts, up yeah. whatever comes next for Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. Starts the Red Poe Finn saga. This could be a very important movie in the Star Wars saga. Yeah, and uh, well, and can, can, can I make a, a statement? Yes. So no. Um, yes. I've seen a couple posts uh, from people who are like, because uh, Mark Hamill is back and Carrie Fisher's back, mm-hmm. of like, oh, they're going to retcon everything in the last movie. Blah, 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 blah. We, yeah. We've won. I'm like, no. no. Luke, Luke, Luke's still dead. He's coming back as a force ghost, ghost, you morons. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> 
like, I, I don't understand the people who want to retcon everything because it was such a good movie. The, there are people who really, really did not like it, well, and I've heard to be not watch to be anymore. fair. I've heard honest, good arguments of why people didn't like it, mm. but there's a lot of people who didn't like it because they're morons who just can't accept the fact that it, it, like girls can be in Star Wars too, yeah. and. And that it's the 21st century. Century, and that, like, story can actually be good. (laughs) Yeah, I've done my little rant. That's okay. Rants are allowed. Um, Well, I guess there's been all kinds of reports that J.J. was going to use this movie to kind of connect all three trilogies and timelines and stories together. I use this last movie to do that, to connect everything. Which is why Billy Dee's in this one. Which is why Billy D's around again. But a good way to connect all that would be to, you know, if you have characters like, you know, if Ahsoka was to show up, that connects. That's one way to connect it to the Clone Wars cartoon. Be really interesting the, to see how they how they would transition her from a animated character to a live action character. Yeah. Well, we've kind of seen it a little bit because there was what was her name Shakti. Yeah, in was the, in the prequels. Yeah, who is of the same species as Ahsoka with the. Or at least oh, similar with the, the whole one, big if, head. If you watch the deleted scenes for Revenge of the Sith, they killed her like four different times in the movie. George couldn't make up his mind, and at which point she would die. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. And that comes out uh, next it, December, December twenty nineteen, December twenty nineteen, and possibly push back to the May. If they don't get it done in time, I figure they'll they'll do it around the the anniversary. Oh, I think I think it'll get done oh, in time. Maybe other nah, ones been done. I, you never know. Some shit. If, it, if it's Star Wars is anything that we've seen in the last couple of years, yeah, but it's JJ. Shit can happen. <laughs> uh, okay, so then last but not least, with the ongoing uh James Gunn story. Yeah. With Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, so this since, is kind of good kind of kind of like eh. Yeah. So since our last recording, what we speculated, we were waiting for the whole cast to come out and say something. Well, the whole Which cast they did. did. They put it they penned a letter, they all signed it mm-hmm. oh, yeah. in it's, support. It's on our Instagram if anybody wants to see it. There you go. Yeah. Uh in support of James Gunn, blah blah blah. Well, not only that, okay, so that was the whole main cast of the films that have been yeah. both, but like Kurt Russell came out the other day, and David says, Hasselhoff is the latest person. To oh, David Hasselhoff. Oh, okay, so Kurt Russell came out the other day and said the, Disney you know, should forgive him. Which Disney? Come on, Kurt Russell's your boy. Yeah. You run to him every time you want something. It's true. <laughs> they raised the nineteen sixties. But one of the most vocal right from the get go has been Dave Batista. Yes, and so he came out. <clears throat> With a couple uh, statements or quotes just recently, uh, pretty much at one point he said he wasn't, you know, he didn't want to do the movie. If James Gunn wasn't going to be there, he didn't want to do it. But he's coming out and said, you know, yes, his character, he will be in the movie because he is legally, you know, he's contractually uh, obligated to do it, but it won't be the same. And then, uh, and I quote, it's also pretty nauseating to work for someone who'd empower a smear campaign by fascist hashtag, hashtag cyber Nazis. That's just how I feel. So he's not happy with Disney right now mm. over this. Now, it's, there's two ways to look at it. One is, well, either side, like, 
set of brass balls on that boy because yeah. now like now he's w- making himself a target Disney, for these well, people. Not only that, Disney owns Fox. Like you know, it's a, there's going to be limited companies for actors to work for in the near future, and mm-hmm. you don't like you know, money can heal all wounds in that sort of situation. But that's a pretty bold statement to make about like your current and future employer. He can always go back to WWE. <laughs> yeah, he but, probably uh, has so much money it doesn't even matter anymore. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't. He's he, from everything I've read, he's pretty good with his money. But at the same time, it's you know. Except for doesn't he collect like uh, lunch boxes? Lunch boxes. That's what it was. He's oh, a lunch really? box collector. Oh, yeah. hmm. um, Wrestlers are weird. Yes. Now to to the wrestling point, like he he's always been a guy who's sort of like once he got to that certain level where you can say like nah. He's been that guy, so yeah. it doesn't surprise me that he's he's doing speaking this his too. mind. Yep, they, they WWE has tried to get him back at least twice, and he's turned them down both times because it wasn't a program he wanted to do. Yeah, yeah why not? And he he has said like if they came to me with the storyline that I want to do, I'll do it. But like, and I'll probably do it for less money than I make in a movie. But they haven't, so I've said no. There you uh well Kevin might as well talk about this next news. So, so welcome to Kevin's, Kevin's Star Trek Corner. <laughs> <laughs> so we are recording this on the Monday after Star Trek Las Vegas, the big uh, convention, ended. Uh, when I say big, like five thousand people attend that convention. It's no, it's not a San Diego type. No, thing, but it but is specifically it, it, Star. There Trek. were two hundred Star Trek guests there this weekend. Wow. So. Um, You've probably heard by now the biggest news, which uh, so Alex Kurtzman was doing his presentation about what's coming up with Discovery. And he said, oh, and by the way, I've got somebody here to give you a a special announcement. And out walks Patrick Stewart, (laughs) who basically says, Jean-Luc Picard made me the person I am today. He said... I never get tired of people coming up to me and telling me how Jean-Luc Picard changed their life. And he never felt that Picard got a good ending. So he, it is a go. It was rumored and... Uh, we even talked about it We talked about ago. it, that there were, there were rumors of all these new Star Trek projects and that one of them was going to be about Picard. And it is happening. Yay! So apparently they've been... They've had their heads together for about the last six months uh, working on the premise for this. I personally, I do not think it's going to be Captain Picard on a starship flying around the galaxy. Like he always did. Well, even he said it's, it's not going to be the Picard you, you know, it's Picard 20 years later, you know, been, been through things, seen things. It's, he's changed. Yeah. He, uh, Patrick Stewart is a 78 year old man. Yeah. So, uh, well, how, how long's next gen been off? Okay. Uh, how long ago was the last next gen? 2002. Built? It's so been 16, 16 years. years. Uh, so this is what, um, Patrick Stewart said. These are his exact words. He may not, and I stress may not, be a captain anymore. He may not be the Jean-Luc that you recognize and know so well. It may be a very different individual. Someone who has been changed by his experiences. 20 years will have passed, which is more or less exactly the time between the very last movie Nemesis and today. It will be, I promise you, I guarantee it, something very, very different. It will come to you with the same passion and determination and love of the material and love of our followers and our fans exactly as we had it before. So, 
we don't know anything else beyond the fact that Patrick Stewart is in a new Star Trek show. Yeah, but I kind of I kind of trust Patrick Stewart to do to do good by that character yeah. and not let them. Well, especially after that stage. Yeah. Yeah. Jean Luc Picard's uh, <coughs> vineyard, <laughs> and it'll be all this cast of you know cast of characters that come through doing wine tastings. Yeah. squash grapes. It's just going to be called Except Wine with Picard. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe that's why the budget's high, because they got to digitally de-age uh, yep. Brent Spiner <laughs> so he can do the part. So here are the here are the people who are involved behind the scenes. Uh, the creative team will include James Duff, who recently joined Discovery as an executive producer, former Discovery executive producer Akiva Goldsman, Discovery writer and Star Trek novelist Kirsten Beyer, and Pulitzer Prize winning author Michael Chabon, who was also writing one of the Star Trek short who, tracks. Who, who oh, gets, cool. to, gets to work in geek stuff yet again. He is probably, like, outside of, like, I don't know, Neil Gaiman, maybe, he is, like, the most literary nerd. Because yeah. Yeah. he... He, like, he wrote Cavalier and Clay. Clay. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, like, he also, he worked on... Uh, I want to say Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. be, when it was being called... At that point, it was going to be called The Amazing Spider-Man. And I don't know if any of his stuff ended up in that eventual film, but like he, he's a lover of nerd stuff. So it, it's kind of nice to see that he's getting a play in a, a film universe or a TV universe for a little bit. So uh, more news about this show... Um, According to Ted Sullivan, who, uh, if you were at the Star Trek Discovery panel at Fan Expo last year, he was the writer-producer who was on that panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that this show is the brainchild of Kristen Beyer. Uh, Kristen Beyer. And Kristen Beyer is a writer on Discovery. She's also she's also written a ton of Star Trek novels. Specifically, she's been writing the Star Trek Voyager novel series, which are really good oh they okay. follow on the the cast of the voyager after they've come back and they've come up with a way to get back to the delta quadrant and mm. be able to go back and forth and it's turned into this whole little epic hmm. um so kirsten Beyer is the one who's developed this show uh, she's come up with the premise for it that leads me to wonder if they're gonna tie some of the novel stuff because there has been 20 years of Star Trek novels that follow on yeah. what's happened with the crew. In the Star Trek novels at this point, Picard is married to Crusher and they have a child um, because people live longer. They a can, space Viagra. They can uh, procreate longer. So he's a young child in the in the Star Trek novels right now. And Whether then Wesley comes over to visit and he's like, I'm Shut up, Wesley! <laughs> in the current novel continuity too, she's gone off to become the head of medical on Deep Space oh, no. Nine. Wesley's and, a space yeah. god now, so yeah. he can't. He probably doesn't. So anyway, uh, Kirsten Beyer is behind it, and then Kurtzman's statement was: "With overwhelming joy, it's a privilege to welcome Sir Patrick Stewart back to the Star Trek fold. For over twenty years, fans have hoped for the return of Captain Jean-Luc Picard, and that day is finally here. We cannot wait to forge new ground, surprise people, and honor generations, both new and old." Now, that sounds the, awesome. I'm the, excited. I don't. I don't want to say bad, but here's the catch. Mm-hmm. On the streaming service, it's not going to be. Yeah. Well, well, at least for Americans, we don't know what we're getting yet. Okay, that's true. Um, I don't, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing, no. but that's like that's the catch. I right? think there's two. There are two possible options for us here in Canada. Either Space picked up the rights for Star Trek in perpetuity, and so whatever Star Trek comes out, Space gets the rights well, to Bell. Bell, Bell Media. Yeah. It could end up on CTV Sci-Fi, which mm. is being rebranded. Oh yeah, right. Well. That space CTV is Spy. being rebranded. Or 
seeing as CBS All Access has launched in Canada, yeah. but without Star Trek, because Bell Media holds the rights to Star Trek here, if they don't have the rights to every Star Trek show, it could end up On there. there. Um, so those are the two possibilities. I wonder if they will acknowledge the events that led to the creation of the JJ verse of Star Trek movies. The destruction of the Romulan homeworld. That would yeah. be interesting. If that, like, if they just mentioned that, so then we know that. Okay, so that happened. You know, that was that Spock, and that that was the original timeline. That's where this is. Whereas the JJ is like the offshoot timeline. There is a comic book series that deals with what happened right before the start first the 2009 Star Trek movie. Yeah. IDW did a comic called Countdown, okay. which is really good and it does involve Kirk and Data, not Kirk, Picard and Data and the characters. But how was Data in it? Data died. Yeah, I can answer that one. So Nerd. Um, yeah. So remember how there was the, the, the dumb data? The dumb data head? Uh, basically, data's subroutines ended up being uploaded yeah. into them. It, it's a little bit more complicated so to that. But data got resurrected, resurrected a new body? Yep. So that's what they'll do in this one. They'll just have data being an older to body. Of the first time I... I, I want to say... They put it was flesh either a on novel them. or the they mention it in uh, in one of the the yeah, well, come yeah, in. Yeah, the, there there are novels especially after that. Yeah, uh, but they they're like where it's explained. Mm-hmm. And it's like oh, yeah, see that's that how you get Brent Spiner in it. You just have it that data they you know evolved to get flesh. Yeah, and or it he ages. To experience aging, so With they his he has well, to be put in, into an older In all body. good things, that's why he's got the the gray skunk stripe down his. Yeah. This yeah, hair is to make him look and then older. the you know with the board around and all that, and then the, that he's he, he's been given flesh before. Yeah, so I've we'll got see. A, I've got a little more Star Trek news. Uh, some that came out uh, this weekend. Uh, so at the very last Discovery panel at Star Trek Las Vegas um, this uh, yesterday, uh, as we record this, um, the last thing that happened was the announcement of a Blu-ray release for the first season of uh, Discovery. Oh, cool. Uh, it will come out in November. November 13th is the release date for it. You can pre-order it today. Uh, when does the series restart? Not till January. Okay, so the, the, they've timed it well. You buy it at Christmas, and then you then it's all you watch good it to go. You're ready to go. Yep. So there are 15 episodes in the first season of Discovery and two hours of bonus features. Hey, you guys will get a chance to watch it. Hey, when yeah. Kevin buys it, we can borrow it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so that was announced. Now... One other bit of Star Trek news that didn't come out of Star Trek Las Vegas, but actually came out of the Television Critics Association press conferences that happened last week. Yeah, because those are there's a bunch of like little tidbits of various TV show news yeah. coming out. So uh, we all know Star Trek Discovery is on CBS All Access in the states. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are also going to be these short Star Trek episodes. They're also going to come out on CBS All Access in the states. So one of the um, the critic from Deadline spoke to the president of CBS TV. Uh, his name is David Stapp and uh, the president of CBS All Access. And they asked, what are your plans for Star Trek? And they said, we think there should be Star Trek on CBS All Access all the time. Yep. So uh, they say, we know it draws an audience. Discovery is our best show on there. We, we uh, would love to have another show right away. Uh, so the rumor is that the Picard show will also debut next year, too, after Discovery ends. Uh, so, um, so 
there could be ongoing new Star Trek for the foreseeable future. Cool. Well, the, the last time we talked about these rumors, there it was confirmed there what were in various stages. There was like four different shows. Yeah, two are now two are now confirmed: Discovery and yeah, and and Picard. So there's two other ones that have at least been worked on. We don't know if there's still ongoing concerns. There's still the or rumor if, of the Academy show yeah. and an animated series, and there's rumors that there might be a show about Khan. So, that one would be kind of neat. Yeah. So I always like Khan, though. Uh, Star Trek uh, is going to be around for the foreseeable future, and my little nerd heart is all a flutter. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't have a really big review film this week. Uh, three of us saw Teen Titans Go. Um, <laughs> I still have more news, too. Oh, oh, I thought you were done. No, I just oh, okay. was working my way down my list. All right, go back to the... <laughs> now, the rest of it's, it's not big news. Oh, Some of it's it silly news. Okay, go ahead. Uh, WWE superstar Kane was voted in to be the mayor of Knoxville yep, County. Another wrestler in or, sorry, Knox County, Knox, Knoxville. Knox County, Tennessee. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, you know, in about... Uh, 15 years he'll be running for president, maybe? President Kane? That'd be kind of awesome. <laughs> Vote Kane? He be better it. if his running mate was kudos. I'm curious if... It... <laughs> oh, Under... no, that's Kang. Yeah, that's Kang. It'll be Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm curious if that would make the, him the tallest president. Oh, I don't know. he is, like, he's, he's a big man. seven feet. He's a smart man, too. Yeah. He's got some interesting... You know, he ran on a platform of smaller government... Uh, transparency, and there's a few other, you know, good sounding. He's, he's a Republican, well, but yeah, but up until him running, he was a libertarian. Oh, okay. So hence the smaller government and yeah, but even Republicans like are, but you know, they're for not for big government. They're yeah. for le- smaller government. But I certainly hope that he's an intelligent person if he was elected. Yeah, he he's, he seems like it. Put it this way: I don't think if I lived in the states, I would vote Republican often, but <laughs> I would vote for him before their current president. <laughs> Right out of the gate. If for any other reason, he, could, he ran tomorrow, and I was able to vote for the United States president. He, he he's getting my vote. He can lay the smackdown on any other world leader. <laughs> Battle royale. Put a take a you know, chair over Putin's head. Bam! Take that. Uh oh! Everyone's favorite slow motion running on the beach television show is, might be coming back. The Six Million Dollar Man. No, I said on the beach. He could be on a beach. No. Baywatch. 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 Oh. Apparently they have, uh, the, I guess there was all kinds of issues with the rights and stuff like this. And but they I have, think it's a show that weirdly music is screwed up it coming out. And that makes sense because the thing I read, so they got together, they've remastered it in HD and mm. cropped it from being like the TV size down to more of like the widescreen size. Yeah. Uh, from the original 35 millimeter film that it was filmed on. Uh, along with adding new music and newer songs apparently so i think that's probably how they got around that but yeah. the, the theme song is still the original theme song so it's, apparently it's being shopped around uh, the world for different markets to see if anybody wants to either pick up the pick it up or if they're gonna put it on dvd or blu-ray 242 episodes of baywatch that was one of the shows i used to watch when it was on tv and there was nothing yeah. else on oh yeah but the the, the recent movie was actually pretty damn funny <laughs> Well, Unfortunately, guess, nobody went to see it. No, and that's, it, yeah, so, because it knew it was a joke, and it just went with it. It was great. <laughs> I guess they had hoped that movie would do was going to do better, because the plan was that you know do that movie, then spin it off into a TV show. 
uh, but it didn't do as well as it had hoped. No. So that's why they're taking their time. They're now they're hoping from this article that you know they'll put the old ones out there. It'll sell. It'll do well enough. You know, it'll do well enough that uh, it'll create new fans and a new market. And then I'll be able to put out a new rebooted show. Everything old is new again. Exactly. There's no new ideas, only old ones. Uh, and oh, speaking of, well, this one's kind of a new, but not really an old. It's all yeah. Uh, so HBO, you know, we haven't heard much from them in the whole ongoing buying IPs and streaming wars, but they're mm-hmm. still doing. They're throwing money around too. They have signed a series uh, series order. For uh, Stephen Moffat's adaptation of The Time Traveler's Wife. Stephen oh. Moffat being one of the guys who brought back Doctor Who. He just, he just one. yeah, he just left Doctor Who. Yeah. That was a good book. Well, apparently he was such a fan of the book. It was not a good movie. That the episode of, of Doctor Who from, I guess, the David Tennant run, the... Uh, is it, the doctor and the one with the fireplace. Oh, the yeah. girl in the fireplace. The, yeah. yeah. Is kind of like... That's his version. His of- version of the time traveler's wife, and I guess the author of that book did a second book. Was that Audrey Niffenegger? Sure, I don't know. I didn't write it down. I don't have my phone on me. Who played the Who's, girl? No, no the who author. who wrote the time no, traveler's wife? Uh, well, I guess she must have realized that's what he had done, because in the second book, the character is watching that episode. Hmm. <laughs> So it's kind of like a back and forth little. I see what you do in there. Yeah. So that's sure that you no, know, it's HBO. You know, Game of Thrones is coming to an end. Yeah. I don't know if Westworld did season two did as well for them as season they, one did. Had a couple things in the fire though. There's but yeah, that Watchmen remit whatever the hell this series is. And you know, between this and you know, is it Amazon that's throwing all that money yeah. at that uh, Game of Thrones and series? Netflix hasn't stopped, right? No, is Netflix, Netflix is just greenlit? more and more putting. More, well, I found a whole new section because you know every so often it updates on its own, right? Yeah. The app. And it was just, you know, when you scroll through and say, here's uh, things for originals. you. Now it's just Netflix originals. And it's like one after another, after another, after another, after another. And it's like, holy they shit. They just greenlit uh, to series uh, Lock and Key. The, the, there you go. The See? Joe Hill, uh, Gabriel Rodriguez comic book. So two comments going back to that previous conversation. One, I was right. The author is Audrey Niffenegger. Good for you. And her, the sequel is called Her, Feel, her Fearful Symmetry. And it's actually one of my favorite books. Okay. I like it much better than The Time Traveler's Wife and it's much creepier. It's really good. Uh, And then the other thing I was going to say was you mentioned uh, Game of Thrones and I'm like, that's... I'm going to watch that but I'm going to wait until I know how it ends. Once I know the ending, then I'll go back and watch the whole thing Mm. because I get attached to the character then they die and then I get attached to another character and everybody dies. So I just want to know how it ends. That's the best part. So I know who to root for for the entire show. See, the best part is you, you start rooting for someone, then they get killed, and then you're like, well, f- screw this show. These people all suck. Yeah, but I already did and then with some, the books. And then somebody else is better, and you're like, oh, and then you forget all about those people until you rewatch it, and you're like, oh, I forgot how much I liked this person. Yeah, but I see, And someone I already, you hate becomes someone you love. Yeah, I already did that with the books. Oh, well, there you go. And now I, I can't do it again. My heart is, does not hold that much. But anyway, so, everybody should read her Fearful Symmetry by Audrey Neffenegger. And speaking of big, expensive television series, I just uh, going through the news apps on 
on the internet right now. Uh, the New York Times snuck in a little tidbit when they were talking to the guy who's running the Disney streaming service mm-hmm. about the Star Wars TV series. It's hundred million dollars for ten episodes. Oh, oh did, did they did put they... the episode amount? Oh, okay, see so the one Holy I read is just a headline. Shit. Didn't have because <laughs> that was like. Ryan and I were talking about it when he got here. Is like that that that's a pretty big budget. I'm like, yeah. yeah, but is it a pretty big budget or is it a huge budget depending on how many episodes right. they've got? So like, is that a hundred million, million for twenty or for ten? And apparently, 10. it's for ten. Yeah. Holy ten crap. million an episode! One of the most expensive television shows ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is what the that's what is what an episode of Game of Thrones costs. In fact, this final season of Game of Thrones will be fifteen million dollars an episode. Yeah. So. And and about as the same length, I think, too, isn't it? Like it's going to be a short season. Uh, this last season, there's only, is only six, six episodes. Six yeah. The other show that's up there with a huge budget, uh, eight million dollars an episode, uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, I love that I show. So Netflix love got some that cash. Show. Oh, no. We never did finish watching Stranger Things. <sighs> not the, no, we finished the first one. Yeah, not the second one. Yeah, we haven't gotta watch it. Watch it. Gotta watch it. Gotta watch. Gotta watch it. Oh, there's too much TV. So, um, as I started before, I realized that... Are you done now, <laughs> Yeah, I'm done. My list sure? is done. Sure. Yep. Yep, okay. L- list is done. It's safe to go on. So, uh, Unless you want me to talk about my trip. We... Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. You went on a trip. How was it? It trip? wasn't very geeky, though. Yeah. You tried. Oh, I did. You, there just wasn't that much. Yeah. Well, I went to Nova Scotia, which was fun. Uh, I watched a couple movies on the plane, which was fun. One of them was my geek pick at the end of the episode. Hmm. Um... Went to a museum. Ooh. Went to the uh, Atlantic Maritime Museum, uh, they, which was really cool because they had a couple big displays. One big display uh, about Titanic stuff and the Titanic, and because mm. I guess uh, Halifax was part of the recovery, you know, effort. Or I don't think it was supposed to be coming into Halifax. No, it was, it was going, going to New York. Into New York yeah, but uh, sank off the coast of Newfoundland, so it wouldn't then yeah. make sense. And then uh, the other one that was because it's the 100 year anniversary of the explosion in the harbor. Oh, that the, we all remember the, from the, the heritage moment. Heritage moment. You know, <laughs> we've got to stop the train and the whole. You know that one in an explosion. Yeah. So there was a whole display area. It wasn't the train. It was boats. No, they had to stop the train. Two boats collided, yeah. but they were stopping the train that was coming in to save uh, those people. That was the, what the whole heritage moment. I don't remember thing. the heritage moment. <laughs> I read a book about it. <laughs> Books. TV, come on! You gotta remember <laughs> TV commercials. Uh, there's a Superman heritage moment. Come Only on! Only in Canada do we have commercials about history. Yeah. We sh- every place should have commercials about history. Uh, I got to see the Alexander Keith's brewery. I didn't get a chance to go for the tour, but they have tours there. It was right all in all. The, along the uh, waterfront mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Halifax. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Um, went to Peggy's Cove. Took my uh, my my porg out there with me. I'm pretty sure that's the picture I put on Instagram. <laughs> Took a few and put those throwing those on Facebook for a while. Uh, yeah, that was fun. It was nice. It was nice to get out east. I'd never been out east, though. So I just kept expecting more people. I guess I kept thinking, "Oh, I'm in Halifax. It's like you know the capital city of the province." I was kept thinking Toronto. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, there's only like nine hundred thousand people in Halifax. Yep. And there's like how many million people in Toronto? So it was it was nice. It was nice to not be you know stuck in traffic and 
can get anywhere. You know, it took a couple. You know, you go from one almost one side to the other side in a couple of you know three or four hours. So I think there's only nine hundred thousand people in the whole province. Yeah, that's yeah in the province. Okay, now so. I want to move to Nova Scotia. <laughs> but it wasn't lobster Make it season. Hard to do the show though. Yeah, that's Skype. Lobster season ended in June, so I didn't get fresh lobster. Uh-huh. I did get to put my feet in the air quotes ocean. Why air, air quotes ocean? Well, because it's like a cove. It is salt water, so it's technically part it's of the ocean. It was like that's the ocean. still the ocean. <laughs> I know, but... Can you take a boat from the cove into the ocean? If you drive far enough, I'm sure. Yeah, so... Then but I'm you right. could take a boat from here if you drive long enough and get to the ocean, too. You could. Uh, you could? Yeah, How? technically. You just the St. Lawrence River. You yeah, go that ain't here. No. No, no. You, no but it goes into Lake Ontario. The, uh, or you go down the Trent Severn and, and take the canals all the way to Kingston, and then that'll get you into the St. Lawrence Seaway. Yeah, Brent. Or you can go the other way and head I down stand to Lake Erie and take the Erie Canal. That leads you down. But basically, if the water is salt water, it's ocean. Yeah, well, that's why I said air quotes. I met somebody one summer who was going by boat to Florida from here. Yeah. Ooh, we should do that. Sounds. We should do that. That sounds like fun. <laughs> we can't afford a boat. Does that anybody can do know that? how to sail? <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, no, it was good times. It was, uh, went out for a family wedding, so anytime the uh, the parent clan gets together, it's usually uh, interesting. Uh, I think there was about, when we were doing the math, there was like 50 plus of us that made the trek out uh, out east Yeah, in different uh, capacities. Some people flew, some people did the whole cross-country driving in a motorhome, some people did it, you know, left on a Thursday, showed up on Friday afternoon, drove through the night type thing, and I'm glad I flew. I don't. I wouldn't have been able to handle that driving. And you bought one toy. I bought one toy. I found the uh, female uh, X twenty three in the Wolverine costume from the Deadpool wave at the one of the two EB games in all of Nova, Nova Scotia. Scotia. You know, we have two here in Barrie, so we're kind of spoiled. That's one thing I noticed. You know, here in Barrie, we've got two Toys R Us's, mm-hmm. two WalMarts, multiple malls. Mm-hmm. Two EB games. I went to Halifax, and I think there was one EB games, one Toys R Us. I think yeah, it's one Toys R Us for the province. Not <laughs> just for, yeah, yeah, we're spoiled. Yep, we are. So I stole some. I, I just stole. I bought some poor collector in in Halifax. Won't get a female Wolverine or Mister um, Sinister. Was it Mister? No, not Mister Sinister. Which one did my brother buy? Uh, was it Romeo? No, Bishop. He bought Bishop. That's what it was. I was trying to remember which ones are in that wave. Yeah. So somebody out, out east is going to be missing those two from that EB Games because, well, we brought them back to Ontario. So suck it. <laughs> <laughs> suck it, Nova Scotia. No, no, just Ryan, that one collector. Just the, not Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia's great. Just that one collector is going to miss out. Did it have his name on it? No, there was no, but it was free. They, well, it wasn't free. It was free for all. She was the the woman it was, was just putting free. The the woman was just putting the sticker the stickers on them because they've just gotten them. We haven't even seen that wave here and here around Barry yet. So, <laughs> and I so, finally got a spider pig. Thanks, Jen. Welcome. So, uh, should we move on to the topic? Yeah, sure. Go it? for it. <laughs> so I'm um, done. So we didn't have we didn't have a big movie release. Uh, uh, 
Jen, Kevin, and I went and saw uh, Teen Titans go to the movie. How was it? I didn't see it. it. Spoiler alert! It Very hilarious. funny. It is Tell the, me all about it. The best description I've heard is it is DC's family-friendly Deadpool movie, and it, that is really accurate. And I mean that in all the best ways. And it was really good going with these two pointing at Kevin and Brent because oh, you guys all went together. We yeah. did. Yeah, we they did. they oh, caught okay. all the jokes that I was like, "Who's that?" They're laughing their heads off, and I'm like, "Who is that?" Well, I don't there, know. What's should I be on? laughing there now? There's a running joke with the challenge. Of the unknown, which I found very, very funny. I still don't know who they are. I uh, they they acknowledge the 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 crapacity of the the two moms having the same name. Yeah, in Batman vs Superman. <laughs> so yeah, Batman vs Superman two is like, what's your my, dad's name? What's your dad's name? <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> and then they start fighting again. My, dad named, my dad's name Jonathan. And then they start fighting. Uh, there there is a couple jokes that like. I don't think kids would get, but man, I howled. At <laughs> yeah. But uh, in in inspired by this, so the the movie is essentially about. It was the best superhero musical I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does have a lot of songs in it, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. But you know what? Teen Titans Go has a lot of songs, songs in on it. it. I've never really watched the show. I just went because I thought it looked really fun. Oh, and you should it watch. Totally, the, the show fun. is great. So the uh, the whole movie is about Robin wants his superhero movie. Yeah. So I thought it would be nice to celebrate the the sidekick characters, the side characters, the the characters off the who are not front and center most of the time in our various fandoms and loves, and talk about who some of our favorites are. Um, anybody want to go first? Okay, I'll go. I've got a super... He's almost like the sidekick to a minor character that isn't even that well-known. Okay. Uh, so, um, do you, are you familiar with the character Mr. Miracle from DC Comics? Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew to love that character during uh, Giffen and Demetrius' run on Justice League in the Oh, Mr. Miracle. 80s. Mr. Okay. Miracle. Uh, Mr. Miracle has a sidekick. His he manager. Does? His manager is a dwarf named Oberon. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember Oberon. <laughs> and in the run of Justice League comics, Oberon ended to be uh, sort of becoming like the major domo of the Justice League embassy. He was the guy who was always there on monitor duty. He was he was just like a grouchy little guy who everybody just sort of had to put up with because he was the one who was doing the jobs at the embassy that nobody else wanted uh, to that's- do. That's a run of Justice League I want to get, not just for me, but for Jen to read. It's, it's so fun. So much fun. So uh, Oberon uh, is, he's he's the character, so originally, and Oberon is a Jack Kirby creation yep. as well. So Doesn't he kind of look like Kirby? Yeah, uh, mm. very short and yeah. uh, bushy mutton chops and... Um, he doesn't get along with uh, Mr. Miracle's wife, Big Barda, because Oberon's real job before he became the Justice League Major Domo back in the 80s was he was Mr. Miracle's manager. Mr. Miracle's day job is his world's greatest escape artist, and he would they would travel and do carnivals and shows and stuff. And so Oberon's job was to do all the bookings, and uh, so he butted heads with Big Barda because he was always trying to get Scott to go off and go on another tour, and Barda wanted him to stay home. So... Um, it's very, very funny. Uh, he also, of course, because of the Justice League connection, he also ended up becoming the the right-hand man of Maxwell Lord, who was funding the Justice League at yep, the time. Yeah, at the time. Uh, so, and um, he also, 
there was a, another minor character in that book called Elrond, who was the sidekick of a world-conquering um, alien uh who owned a shopping channel. <laughs> like he was trying to take over the earth so that the earth would buy all their crap from this intergalactic <laughs> shopping channel. So when they defeated that guy, Elrond stayed behind and also worked in the justice league embassy. So there was a kind of a butting of heads between these other two minor characters, Oberon and Elrond. <laughs> so like these are the tiny minuscule, uh, down in the depth characters that I love in comics. Characters like Oberon and Elrond. And Elrond. <laughs> Good pick. Thank I you. I can't argue with that one. I completely forgotten about him until you brought him up, though. <laughs> <laughs> you said been... you wanted an obscure sidekick. No, 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 no. I gave you Mr. Miracle's sidekick, Oberon. That run, that run though, is just it's so overlooked so now. Funny. I think, and it was just so good because all it, it's the B level Justice League. They weren't allowed to use the big guns at that point, except Batman. Except for Batman, even he was sparingly used for. Like, doesn't he leave the Justice League? Was that the run like Justice League International or whatever? Yeah, so it was it was just called Justice League for the first six issues, and yeah. then it became. The Justice League International. And that's when Guy Gardner, when Batman punched out Guy Gardner. Gardner yeah, yeah, with one punch. Yeah. And, and one Black punch Canary one. missed it. And was like, I missed it? What are you? And, and Blue <laughs> Beetle punch? is crying with laughter. <laughs> they call it the Bwahaha era of the Justice League because yeah. Blue Beetle and Booster Gold became, oh, yeah. became buddies. And that was their sort of catchphrase. They just laughed at everything. Well, they used to pull pranks and shit, yeah. didn't they? And that was when we learned Martian Manhunter loves Oreo cookies. <laughs> That's a you, uh, DC does have a sense of humor. It, that makes its way into Sandman. That that first book of Sandman, where um, Sandman's looking for his tools, he visits the Justice League, like for their because the Justice League beat the guy that's got the the gem around him, and he appears to Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter sees Dream as the 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 Dream God of whatever Mars is, and afterwards, he's it, with him and Mister Miracle. They're walking away like, what the hell was that? And Martian Manhunter's like, don't worry, I've got a stash of Oreos somewhere we can read. <laughs> and why not? Oreos are good. Mm-hmm. Do you got one, Ryan? Not really. No. No, I, oh, I kind of, I, I, I do, but mine's, you know. Now you're supposed to say, it. I had one, but Kevin took it. No, no. <laughs> but my, I guess, I don't know, I was trying to think of like obscure characters that I liked that I didn't think got enough, but. It doesn't have to be obscure. Well, no, well, then that, and that's the thing. But it's kind of really funny that Kevin's character and the timeline of the Justice League that we just talked about, because the ones that kept popping to my mind to talk about were. Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Not exactly sidekicks, but definitely not at the front of the pack. Either. No, exactly. They're more, you know, yeah. They were, yes, Booster's gotten more love over the last, you know, maybe five years ago. You know, he had his own comic run again. Uh, Jeff Johns brought him back and had, did a really good run with mm. the character, kind of making him more of a time traveling hero than just the hero that's trying to, you know, sell merchandise and ads. Uh, which I thought really helped to develop the character, but you haven't, you know, he hasn't been part of New Fifty Two. He hasn't been anywhere yet. Like, I think, well, New Fifty Two he was. Yet? He was in New Fifty Two and then disappeared when Superman and Wonder Woman kissed. We're talking about Blue Beetle, uh, no, Booster, uh, Gold. Booster Gold. Uh, I've just been reading about him. There's a new DC crossover coming this summer. Uh, coming yes. soon called Cri- Heroes in Crisis, and he's supposed and to be involved he's in like that. The lead character in it. Yeah, which, is Bendis writing that one? 
No, it's oh. King. Okay. Uh, well, just because I think Bendis would do a good job with Booster Gold. I think he would, as too. As a sidebar. And then the whole... I don't even know if Ted Cord Blue Beetle exists in New the 52. timeline? because dead, I think, isn't he? Yeah, he was killed by Max Lord before Identity Crisis. Was it Identity Crisis? or No, Final Crisis. Oh, which crisis? Oh, it was the crisis where Wonder Woman knows? snapped Max Lord's neck. Yeah. Um, but ever since, you know, we've had the uh, Jaime Reyes yeah. Blue Beetle. Who is cool. Which like, is a great character, and it's a completely different yeah. because instead of a, a smart guy like Batman in a suit with gadgets, it's a kid in an alien armor that, you know, talks to him and it he was can He's a kid in a war machine armor, essentially, but he doesn't much. know how it works. He might, he doesn't have the armor for, like, the yeah. instruction manual for it. It was Countdown to Infinite Crisis. Okay. Yeah. Blue Beetle, Infinite Crisis. Uh, so, yeah, and even, in, like, say, in Young Justice, they mention him because mm. he talks about, you know, when they're that, like, uh, the current Blue Beetle makes a comment that most people just think I'm the other guy. I'm te- the other guy in a new suit and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, no, I think it'd be the two characters that are ripe for TV or movies I, in some way. I think they've probably aged out. But somebody suggested years ago that that should be Nathan Fillion and Alan Tudyk's superhero mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, is Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, and that would they would be perfect at it. Even now, it's like it. Uh, like if you do that, do it. Do an animated movie. Get those guys the the voice together. But make sure they're in the room when they're doing like together when they're doing yeah. the voiceover stuff because they just play off each other like those characters would. Yeah. Which we could you know you could do that with the current uh, DC line of animated movies. Yep. Except you've already got Nathan Fillion playing Hal Jordan. Oh, in those. true. <laughs> yeah. The other character that everybody kept saying Nathan Fillion should play in a movie. If you want to get a really good sum up of like any version of Booster Gold, really, that episode of Justice League Unlimited that's focused on Booster Gold. Oh, where the, I love oh, that I episode. I haven't seen that in so oh, long. I, could, it's so I have to watch There's it. a huge crisis going on, and the Justice League is the entire Justice League is off fighting, and Booster wants to get in so badly, and he keeps being told, "No, we just need you on crowd control." So basically, it's like him and uh, what's his a long. Oh, and yep, Ski, his little robot. What? Elongated ro- Man was like rele- relegated to that too, and they're like, "No, Ralph, we need you." And, oh. and, and see, at and the that's... end, Booster has to go and like save a woman from a house, and Batman like shits on him, like you left your post. He's a butt, butt, ah, yeah, and and it. that's the life of Booster Gold <laughs> right there. And they, at least the way that he started to become portrayed in the comics was that. He was putting himself out as the image of this guy that's, you know, this bumbling superhero selling ads and trying to make yeah. money from the future. But he had, in reality, was like a protector of time, of the time stream, and doing undercover secret hero stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that would make for an interesting TV show. Hey, they're making all these other DC TV well, shows. We're getting always, a one, we're getting a Batwoman show. There, wasn't there talk at one point that what's his face wanted to the, the guy who, the guy who does all those wanted to do a movie, and then that fell apart. Then there was a talk of a Booster a TV, Gold uh, for the TV for uh, for sci-fi for sci-fi. Yeah. Then there was talk of Booster Gold being the character that travels through time in Krypton, oh. but they ended up making that. Um, 
Adam Strange. Adam Strange, yeah. And using Zeta Beams for time travel. But I think it they did that like, because they have other plans for Booster Gold. Well, that's a, that seems to be the thing, is every time they want somebody wants to do it, it's like, no, we have other plans for the, this guy. And then those other plans never <laughs> happen. Yeah. But that's a good pick. Yeah, I like that There one. you go. Jen? Well, I tend to always like secondary characters more than main characters. Yeah, so I was but that's having, fine. I was having a hard time thinking of something. And then I just, when you were talking about an obscure, obscure side character. I thought of an obscure webcomic, which I don't know if anybody, any of you guys read Order of the Stick. Okay. I, I, I used nope. to. No? Okay. So I still read Order of the Stick. It's hilarious, um, which is a D&D adventuring style webcomic in case anybody hasn't heard of and it. And it's been going on for like consistently for a long time. They're at, okay. I, I've just looked it up. They're at um, strip number like 1,130 or something. Oh, good and for them. What's he do? One a week? Two weeks? Uh, it used to be more regularly than that. It used to be like uh, every week or so, but now it, it's kind of hit and miss. So yeah. lately they've been getting, there's been about one once every two, two weeks or so, but hmm. it's just whenever it pops up, it's like, oh, yeah, a new one. So anyway, I've been reading this uh, Order of the Stick webcomic for a long time, and it's the, your, your basic D&D group. Um, and so my obscure character in my obscure webcomic um, is the familiar of the wizard of the group so the wizard is an elf named varsuvius and he has a familiar who was a raven that he forgot about like the raven first showed up and like a familiar that he forgot yeah it's, it was a funny joke because every once in a while one of the characters would be like don't you have a familiar who can do that and all of a sudden it would be like pop and the familiar would show up next to him nice. <laughs> um so this familiar is a raven he never got around to naming it so one of the other characters named it blackwing um and anyway he forgot that it existed until about comic 674. <laughs> and now he's a regular character. And I, I like the little Raven. He's funny. He does a lot of uh, help. Like he's like almost the moral compass of the group and he helps with problem solving and, and uh, little snarky comments. And they kind of, he ended up creating this kind of like weird little subgroup in the main group of character of animals, because there's a white cat named Scruffy that the uh, evil, "Quote unquote evil halfling." Um, anytime somebody does detect alignment, he holds mm. up a lead shield and says that he's violating. You're violating his uh, his right. rights. Um, so, but he's probably evil. Uh, so he's got a little cat named Scruffy, and then there was a T Rex that they fought that got shrunk down to a lizard. So now, <laughs> like little familiar side group is the raven and the cat and the little lizard. Um, and yeah. So anyway, that that's my pick. It's oh, some weird little obscure. Uh, web comic that everybody should read if you're into D and D, and I'm mm. quite enjoying it. There was just a very tragic uh, strip this last trip, and no. I'm like, "What's gonna happen next?" Excellent. So, if you follow me on Facebook or Twitter, my choice is not going to be too much of a surprise because uh, I've been rewatching Star Wars Rebels for a project that I can't talk about, <laughs> but. One of my favorite sort of background, not background, but sort of side guest characters ever right now is Hondo the Space Pirate from the Star Wars universe. Such a good character. He's hilarious. uh, He's one of the holdover characters. He's in Clone Wars. He's in Clone Wars, and we see him in Rebels. We have not seen him in the comics yet, but at some point I fully expect him to show up somewhere, especially with Dr. Aphra kicking around. Like, that's totally a book that I can see him appearing in at some point. Um, The thing about Hondo is Hondo's a character that kind of grows into, like, a half-decent alien being. 
because when we first see him, he's a space pirate. Like he's and he's somewhat ruthless when we first see him, but by the end of Rebels, he is kind of part of the rebellion. Not really, but well, he's well, pretty he's, much lost his entire pirate crew. Yeah, he only has his one buddy, who the Ugnot guy. Yeah. Um, but he, he like he cares for people in, at that point, and and profit. He also cares for profit. But he is such a fun character that even when, like, when Ezra, the, the main character of Rebels, backstabs him, he's not mad about it. He's actually happy because he learned a lesson from his pirating ways. <laughs> he's he, he almost feels like he's like he, he feels like he's one of his mentors and he's teaching him lessons. Yep. Yeah. He he uh, is uh, voiced by Jim Cummings, who is the the voice of Winnie the Pooh as of late. He's been the voice of Winnie the Pooh for quite a while. Jim Cummings, yeah, yeah he's been the voice of Winnie the Pooh since the seventies. Yeah, and it, he's just it's such. It's one of those characters that like, if I could stand to wear the makeup, that would be a character that I would love to cosplay mm. as. That's a character I think we should get an action figure at of. some point. Yeah. But uh, I just, he, especially like, so in, in Clone Wars, he starts off as the space pirate. By the end of the series, you get the feeling that Hondo legitimately thinks he and Obi-Wan are friends. They are definitely not friends. <laughs> and then when, when he reappears in Clone Wars, it's just like, he's kind of down on his luck at that point. The Empire is making space pirating a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. And he has no crew and stuff, and it just like he's just awesome. So that that that's my pick. And to the listeners out there, if you have a sidekick or a B level character, background guy or a side guy who doesn't get enough attention, let us know in in the comments to this episode on Facebook or on Instagram. We'd we'd like to hear your thoughts. Get involved. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us sort of to the end of the show, um, because we don't have a big movie release that we're going to be covering for the next little while. We're uh, going to take a dip into the long box of doom. Oh, Is that so, what we're calling this segment now? Uh, maybe. I don't know. So um, part of the reason uh, Big B Comics, uh, found on S. Road and Barry, uh, sponsored this episode. And BigBBarry.ca. Is, it, uh, is that what the website is? Yep. Okay. They're also on Instagram. Yep, they're on Instagram and, and Twitter. Um, the the owner of the store, Mark, uh, heard us heard me discussing that we did our last random book thing, and said he would be happy to provide us with uh, comics if we wanted to do it again. Because oh um, no, Mark Mark does a big trade lot, so you know it's like to get that new mutants. 98 he will buy a long box of 100 books that are the rest of them he might not be able to move or only mm-hmm. move for like a buck or two in order to get that high priced book so he donated a couple and the stuff that can't move this Ooh, one so is worried. this one is a little bit of a theme oh but we'll, uh, uh, i'll reveal it once we pick the ran we'll each pick the book and then we'll say what it you, is you know what these books are i do but i have not read any of them and we'll pick them randomly okay and he didn't tell me what any of them are good and frankly i don't think i want so them. i'm gonna oh, fan them out one for each of us there's not- one for each of- we're only going to do one piece this time so ryan has taken that one Oh, oh no! So awful. we are we oh, are going with God. the theme is because 
Kevin and I lived... Liefeld, oh my God. Yeah, Kevin and I lived through this era but in comics, but Ryan and Jen never got to experience... I don't even know what this is. <laughs> That's Pitt. The image like era of comics. Monster so thing, I what I managed to grab was I grabbed a bunch of number ones from the kind of first two years of Image Comics in the, the 90s. Mm. Um, I haven't read any of these books. Even I have never read. read any of these books. So we'll go around the table. Which one do you got, Kevin? I got Stormwatch by Scott Clark and Trevor Scott. Now, did you ever read Stormwatch when no, it was running? Okay. I, I kind of figured, the, o- the only one I figured you might have read is the, the one that I got. Uh, no, I haven't read that either. Just because it was such a big book that it, you, you might have been. Well, I was, I was a huge collector at the time when Image started, and I kind of resented those guys for walking out on my favorite books. Oops. So I'm like, I am not going to buy these. No, so books. now you get to read what the, all the hoopla was 20, yeah. 30 years later. Yeah. Right. Oh, this is back when Image was published by Malibu Comics. Oh, wow. So is, Stormwatch was really part of that run? Huh. Okay. Yep. I, I thought they were gone at that point. This, March, this one's part of Malibu Comics, too. Oh. Must have been those first runs. Okay. So, Ryan, what did what, what book did you get? I got issue one of Brigade. Yeah, with you kind of have to say it with like Brigade. Brigade with a Liefeld cover, which I could tell because there's no feet and lots of muscles. But it's not... I was surprised. So it's written... Well, script is by Rob Liefeld, Hank Tanaz, Eric, and uh, Eric Step- Stevenson? Yeah, Stevenson. Yep. Eric Stevenson, who is... But the book itself is, is not is, drawn the, by Liefeld. No. I thought, it's one of the spinoffs. Uh, I think he did the cover. Yeah, he does. What, yeah. Oh, it also says he's creator, co-plotter. Yeah, because that was back uh, when Liefeld had a lot exactly. of ideas. Mine is a Jim Lee, uh, a Jim Lee joint. <laughs> a Jim so, Lee who joint. is the writer on your book? Uh, it said, "Well, the script was written." It's a, it's a script. Oh, okay. Rob oh, Liefeld, sorry. Who's Hank the Canal. Who's the artist on it? Inks, Paul Scott, and Norm Rap Rapman. Yeah, who's yeah. The, doesn't list a penciler? Oh, there it is. Well, that's the oh, sorry, yeah, pen, penciler co-plotter, Marat. Michaels spelled with oh, a Y. Oh, he's still Michaels. kicking around too. Uh, his you'd never know it from like his style. He's gotten a bit different. I think I just I want to say I just got a book that he did too. Jen, which book did you get? I got something called Pit. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you right now, I'm not going to like this. <sighs> You actually, you know what? You the might cover be is all little... pits. Is not pits. It's the it's, cover is all it's... teeth and blood. You might be surprised because I know what that book is about. Um, I should also point out that's a Canadian book technically because Dale Keon. I've never wrote been and more ashamed it. of my country. Oh wait, you have to actually read it if there's anything to read. There might be a lot of art in that one. So uh, and weirdly, what's yours? The one that I got was Wildcats number one, which I I have read Wildcats books, but I've never actually read the first issue. <laughs> I, I've read the run that Alan Moore did and kind of makes. Uh, did you read the new Fifty Two run? No, no, I didn't. I'm. Uh, oh, maybe there wasn't a run there, but there was a. There was Grant Morrison took it over, kind of for a little book, bit. and yeah. there was a, a Grifter book, wasn't there? Yeah, something like that. Um, I'm currently reading the Wild Storm for, that Warren Ellis is reading, writing, which is kind of the reboot of the the whole Wild Storm universe and has characters from all over the place in it. 
and it's pretty good, but that's because Warren Ellis is just like insane and doesn't care <laughs> and just does wild stuff. Mm. So uh, that, those are the books that we're reviewing. It's a trip into the 90s. And I'm this curious. This is the 90s thing I've ever <laughs> seen. Mine must be from Grunge. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> It's Anybody? by a guy named Dale Keon. I, should say, I like the art in yours better than the art in mine. Want so. trade? No. Oh. <laughs> you can read mine after I'm done reading it. Okay. But we'll we'll go through and we'll take a look and see uh, see what all the hoopla was about. And Yay, and and, uh, and he did give me another stash of uh, random comics for the next time we do it too. Oh, so nice. And and Mark is. Uh, Generously said that uh, just check in with him if we if we need some more. He will uh, be happy to provide us with with more stuff he can't sell. Oh, I got an email from them today. Their anniversary sale is coming up Ooh. in September. I told you there was an anniversary sale yeah, or something I besides Christmas. Yeah. Yep. So that, that's in September. Oh, okay. I knew it was during nice weather. That's why I remembered, but I couldn't remember when it was. So nice, nice weather. September. Well, so keep an eye December. on Big B's Usually. various social media stuff and go their sale. Mark their doesn't do great. Yeah, Mark does like two sales a year and they're both pretty solid. Saturday, September 15th. Saturday, September 15th. I'm yeah, which, it in my calendar now. which means you will probably see one, if not more of us there. Oh, yeah. You won't see me. You won't see me, Kevin. I will you, be. Oh, you'll be in, in Germany. Munich. In yep. Germany. Drinking oh, beer. that's the same day as the action figure expo we were going to go to. No, and can... Brent, you have to go to the dentist. That day? Oh, no, sorry. That was the 14th. <laughs> I was going to say. I don't think I'm going on a Saturday. Oh, maybe we can do both. Yeah. Okay. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out at any rate. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that's it for this episode. Tune in next uh, episode. We're not doing geek picks this week? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, that's, I forgot. <laughs> it's been a long weekend. We we were over at uh, Snowhawk Cosplays for uh, for food and beer the other night. That was Saturday. Yeah, this is Monday. If you're still recovering from Saturday, so I'm still wow. getting the meat sweats. I ran into them yesterday at Kempen Fest, and there was still meat left. I was told I could go and take a, pick up a takeout order if I oh, want. Yeah. Really? Uh, they they posted photos eating it yesterday for yeah, dinner or something. Yeah, I know. I something. was like, oh, I would have go gone over. over for beans alone. I, I would have gone over yesterday and had some more. It was so But, uh, okay, so Geek Picks, who's got one? I got one. Go you for it. One? Mine is Star... Well, always Squirrel Girl. Oh, you almost, almost messed up. Almost. almost. Star Wars Rebels Season 4. Finally got to watch the whole thing. We binged it in like two days. Nice. And it was great. Even though there was a part that made me call it stupid. (laughs) But it was still fantastic. And a really good wrap up of the show and all the characters. And it ended very well. And I was happy with it. But it was a great season. It's a great ending to a show, too. Yeah, it was a great ending to a show. Uh, they left. They they wrapped up all the loose ends. They tied a lot of the stuff from the previous seasons together into season four, which was nice. There's a lot of nice callbacks to other characters. Um, I liked how they showed how other characters continued to um, connect to the rest of the Star yeah. Wars story. And I, I liked at the ending they had the little epilogue where Sabine was narrating about how where everybody is after Endor. Yeah. So you you get a sense of. Like they're still connected. Like, okay, with they the survived all that stuff. They're not just uh, like blips and then they disappear and we yeah. get into the movies. So. The the one that we've seen it, it, that has popped up the most is Hera. 
because she's yeah. been in the the forces of destiny now how canon those are who knows and all the, she's been in multiple issues so, of the star wars comic yep and well the, we haven't seen her spoiler with child in those episodes no no well, we, but we don't know how twi- twilik twilik reproduction works maybe she lays an egg twilik human reproduction yeah, yeah. maybe it Sits in there for a while and digests until you know she's like, okay, I'm ready now. And there's like, yeah. you know, there's a ways you can get around not seeing her pregnant visibly. Yeah. Maybe they don't show. Yeah, she, she's a marsupial. <laughs> well, I would I would assume by the time we see her in the comics, pumped. she's already had the baby though. Yeah. Considering the other stuff that happens in that season. And when that would have had to have happened. Well, and when we see her in the comics, that's after the Death Star, isn't it? That's after, yeah, it's after yeah, so the Hulk. That's what I'm saying. It would have, that's at would, least two or three years later. Yeah. We also don't know how long gestation is. I mean, like, could be human, nine months, could be like an elephant, which is almost two years. <laughs> Anybody studied <laughs> the biological reproductive systems of aliens in Star Wars? Yeah, exactly. Bob, Pablo Hidalgo, that's a question for you. How long do they gestate for on uh, Ryloth? <laughs> okay, so that's my geek pick. Good pick. I approve of your pick. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> do you want to read my comic? No. Nope. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Oh, there's a worse one down there that oh, no. I thought about throwing in and rigging so you would get, but I also didn't want to get punched. <laughs> you wouldn't get punched as long as you didn't tell her that you rigged it. She would have figured it out. I'm, okay. I'm assuming this one was rigged. No, no, this is completely random. I may have actually read that back in the day. What, Pitt? I worked in a comic book store when these were coming yep. out, so you got to keep on top of these. Well, you got to, like, all of these probably sold more than whatever the number one book is right now. Probably. Like, so that's the, the state of the comic market at that on, point. Then. Yeah. Speculators galore. And, the, and okay, to put it in those terms, I'm sure Wildcat's probably, sold, well, number one, sold more than whatever the top book is right now. That doesn't mean that Wildcat's number one was the top book that month. No. no. That was just how the sales were going. Yep. Okay, so Ryan. My pick also has a 90s tie-in, but it's okay. not from the 90s. It's new. It's brand new. It's only right now. Uh, by the time this comes out, it might be available on Blu-ray. Right now, it's only available on iTunes. It is Death of Superman Part 1. Oh, the animated I've, film. I've been talking about it. I've been waiting for it. It came out the day before I got on a plane to head out east. So I downloaded it onto my phone. I paid I paid for it on iTunes because uh, I had money in my iTunes account. Mm-hmm. And uh, watched it in chunks on the plane and on my holiday. And I got to sit down and rewatch it. But it is the best animated adaptation of Death of Superman. Or even it's the best adaptation of that comic story hmm. that they've done. Because we've gotten different. We had an animated movie that was Superman not Doomsday, good. which sucked. We had we had essentially kind of a live action one with Batman vs Superman, which was not the best part of that not movie. The best part of that movie. Go back to previous episodes to hear my whole rant on that. Uh, but this, you know, the, yes, there's changes because they're using the main Justice League because it fits into the part of their continuity. Yeah, it fits into the current. Animated movie continuity. Yep. So you see, you know, you see at one point Damien. So you know that it's part of that continuity. And, oh, okay. You know, you've got Wonder Woman and Superman at one point make comments to them, you know, when they dated. Mm. Because in one of these, you know, I think it was Justice League War or uh, the Atlantis one, 
where they see them out on a date and she's wearing glasses and saying, you know, the whole not understanding him having a secret identity, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so, you know, you have Doomsday, you know, fighting Superman, fighting Martian Manhunter, fighting even Hawkman shows up as part of the Justice League, which I didn't realize he was in these cartoons. Yeah, me neither, actually. But he's part of the Justice League and oh. he takes a couple swings at Doomsday with his, uh, with his mace before Doomsday kicks his butt. Uh, and you know you get it introduces in this series it shows that you know Superman and Lois are dating well Clark and, and Lois are dating mm. and she meets his parents for the first time and there's some really good Lois and Clark interactions when he finally in this movie he finally tells her you know I'm Superman like she's like this whole you know you're distant this relationship isn't going to work if you're you know I feel like you're, you have all these secrets and these walls and but uh, yeah, it's the best. Like, I love the, that comic story. Like I, the death of Superman, that issue is what got me into collecting comics. Like I went in to buy my hockey cards yeah. from my local hockey card slash comic book store, and the owner was like, "Oh hey, you know, you got you should you really should buy this." And you know they had like the what the there was the black bag co- and then there was copy just the and just the regular. Stand. So I just bought the newsstand because I only had you know. The four dollars or like more, whatever three dollars. Yeah, and I want to say the on top bag, of, black bag one before it started going out was like six bucks or something like. What that. was more than was that? I think at the time, it came out? even it might have been like ten bucks. That mm-hmm. then, but I don't think it was that much. I want to say it was four. Really? It was more I feel than like the black stand was. Yeah, I feel I the, 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 ba- the black bag was more. That's why I was saying it like had stuff. six. Ba- uh, that's why I was saying like six bucks. But I just bought the regular. Yeah, and like the first trade I bought. Was the that run? I I, re- I picked it up at like a, a Max Milk or something. I saw it and I was like, "Oh, what's this?" It was like yeah, the greatest was, thing ever. Was like a whole the whole story in in one book. That was one of those trades that weirdly you could find anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was odd. You could buy it at bookstores and b- before bookstores really carried comics at all, and convenience stores. And the the only other one I remember like that was uh, Death in the Family. The uh, the the Jason Todd Robin being okay, killed storyline. Yeah, because my mom picked up my my trade of that at like a uh, Pharma Plus or something. Hmm. Like it was somewhere odd. But um, I I'm taking it. We're not spoiling anything by saying like so. The movie ends like when Superman dies. Yeah, like uh, that's the end. No, that's it's called one. Death of Superman. Wait, yeah. Superman dies. Yeah. <laughs> so no, but I'm not sure where in where yes. in the story so this line, and that's the thing. Ends, so this right? one ends. With you know, he dies. They put him. They inter, you know they put him in the statue. They inter him. You know, so the guy that's powered by the sun, we put him in a coffin. Coffin, then put him underground because mm. that makes sense. <laughs> and uh, there's a few little bonus scenes during the credits to set up. Oh, they do post credit scenes in well, an animated film. Yeah, and, and I only noticed it because I'm like, okay, I looked at the credits and it still had like. Like it was something like six minutes of credits. I was like, hmm. So I just did a quick scroll through, scroll through. It's like, oh. And so there's a few little things where it sets up the next part, part two, okay. which will be Reign of the Superman. And I think if you buy the iTunes, like the the one that has all the extras, like it has like the mm. the bonus content. There's a little uh, trailer slash behind the scenes intro oh, of the next the ones animat- where they show and- the um like what the the four of them will look like. You know the uh, the Eradicator. No, yeah. Yeah, Eradicator. Eradicator, Cyborg, Superman, um, which they do an interesting... It's interesting how they tie that in, you know, with the Hank, Hank Henshaw? Yeah. yeah into this. 
because that's not the original comic in the origin comic, form. It was, a, it was a Fantastic Four rip. Yeah, the whole space, but that didn't happen like when he got his powers mm. or became that whole living computer thing. Yeah, there, that happened in its own there's story. There's a couple like there's a couple interesting things I remember from the comic. That I'm like how did like. So Lex Luthor is Lex Luthor, I assume, in, in this. Or we'll, you, we'll talk after, but uh, yes. Okay. The, it's, and then what they did with it was like, okay, I see what you've done there. That's interesting. Yeah, because in the comics, well, Lex yeah. Luthor was dead, and well, it was, quote, air quote, unquote, was a quote, his son. It was a clone of him. But yeah, because he had died from kryptonite poisoning. So yeah. I looked up the cover price of it originally. Mm-hmm. The the newsstand edition, yep. the non-bagged, was $1.00. Twenty-five US. That was US. Yeah. The the black bag was two dollars and fifty cents US. So, so probably three dollars Canadian. Oh yeah, that would be about right. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the newsstand price. Oh but yeah, in shops oh, yeah, already going. Like, because I the, didn't get one because yeah. I didn't pre-order it. Any, I didn't even think about pre-ordering it. And my mom happened to be in Newmarket, and she went to the shop, and they were all gone by like yeah. ten o'clock. Well, it's one of those things like they had them at my store when I went to it because, but you know, I went on the day it was released to the comic shop on King Street in Waterloo. I was in university at the time. Yeah, and I picked mine up, and the poly- were there lineups. I don't because I remember hearing being, the I don't recall there news being stories about the whole thing too. I don't recall there being lineups at the store I was, would go to, no. uh, but it, the the bag included the comic. A black armband, yep. a copy of the Daily Planet. Yep, I have over the years since then. I picked up sep- separately uh, the black armband. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found it in Almville mm-hmm. at the one of the uh, like the antique type shops, like the knickknack shops. They had it. It was like a dollar or, or something like that. Just so, for the armband? Yeah, for the armband. So I bought it because I was like, oh, I never had this. So I, I, and I still have it somewhere. Mm. Uh, but I did purchase I, uh, sometime in the last couple of months, one day at Big B, when I was buying stuff and didn't, you know, didn't, it wasn't a big, a heavy Wednesday. So I bought a bagged copy of Death of Superman. I think it was going, I think it's going for 20 bucks now. Yeah. Yeah. So a, it not, was up it, to like a hundred. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There was a period, but then. Wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's well. That's just like when when these first came out and they were selling big, you know, number ones of all these image comics. And the Valiant books were super. Like I, they I went for. I like, can think for. Higher. I know yours at least went for fifteen twenty bucks at one point. Mine, mine, good graded would have been. It, I want to say at least fifty or sixty. Wow. Was, yeah. It did. The, it was the, the 90s spe- were a crazy time. It was before book. the comic book market crashed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that was my, yeah. So the animated version of Death of Superman Part 1 is cool. my pick. I, I'm, it's one I really want to check out. So oh, There you go. Here's my phone. You can watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I am going back to my geek list for my pick this week, which was, uh, it's a, so I am now up to the summer of 1981 uh, on my chronological viewing list, and there were some good movies that came out, and this was a movie that I really didn't know much about, but it had been nominated for a Saturn Award that year for Best Science Fiction Film, and so I watched it, and it stars Sean Connery and Peter Boyle. It's the movie Outland. Uh, so it's kind of a, um, a take... In some ways, it's got the same kind of aesthetic as Alien, an industrial space mining colony is mm-hmm. what it's set on. It's basically a Western in space. Um, uh, Sean Connery plays a marshal who's uh, sent there on assignment. His wife hates it there, so packs up his oh, uh, packs up the son and takes him back to Earth. And he's stuck investigating these um, creepy uh, 
murders and suicides that have been happening. Uh, it's it's really quite a good movie and uh, surprising because for something that could have been like a low budget schlocky film, it it really has a great story and uh, good uh, good effects for 1981. Cool. Uh, that's a movie like uh, when you mentioned it when we were at the barbecue um, that I, I always remember seeing the VHS cover at our local video store, but I never actually saw it. So I might have to check it out now. Yeah. I quite, I quite enjoyed it. So my geek pick, I'm actually going with a toy. Ooh, yeah. which toy? I like toys. I am going with the Marvel legends, Walgreens exclusive thing. Ah, uh, the thing, the thing from the fantastic four. EB exclusive a, in Canada. Yep. I am not a big Fantastic Four guy, but I've always liked the thing. Um, I liked his solo series where he's a pro wrestler <laughs> during the 80s. Um, but the, the figure is just perfect. <laughs> like it, it's it's it may it's contending for my my top action figure of the year so far. Now, from what I've been reading online, it could be a harder harder to find figure in Canada, too. It sounds like it was short ordered. Because EB was, uh, they had lots of Sue, Sue Richards and ours left still over. had the, the Human Torch one too. Yeah, and uh, so I think it sounds like they short they they lessened their order on Mister Fantastic, which is why I can't find any now. Silver Surfer, which is already gone, mm. and it sounds like yeah, the thing if you can find one, great. Otherwise, it sounds like in their system they're already discontinued. Which uh, unfortunately. Uh, because my thought was like I'm going to get a second one and I'm going to paint his trunks black how he was in the the his solo series. I'd but rather I have. I guess I'm not getting that. I want an FF version in the white outfits of all of them mm. to go with the FF Spider Man. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad either. That would be cool. But the uh, it it's not only does it look great in a functionality thing, so the design of the thing hides the articulation really well. Like his, where you can see where his the seams, his joints, the seams, and like and stuff like that. It does a real good job of that. So, and it's just it's got a weight to it. Oh, it's it, nice. It felt like a heavy. <laughs> like you could you could club a child with that package. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when they get in your way and trying to buy toys, you hit them with it. <laughs> so, I don't know, wait, child. These toys are for me. Yeah, you can't afford to buy this. So that that's my pick. If you like action figures, you like Marvel action figures. If you can find one, apparently, go grab it because it's uh, pretty solid. Or go to the states and find them at Walgreens. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know how easy that is. Like I, I'm, when we were in the states, we hit You're Walgreens. Right, crossing the border is really tough these days. No, like I mean, like actually, like finding oh, it at okay. Walgreens. Like like going going that way, no. coming this way, it's real easy. That's the other thing is you, you do have to go into their country, which I, their their country is their country is good. Fun? It's just ran by a Cheeto colored ferret. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, that one of these days, like that's going to get me in trouble at yep. the border. One of these days, it's like you, you're the son of a bitch that called our president a Cheeto colored ferret. <laughs> Also, you're a listener, are you? <laughs> you might want to turn around, son. You might get in more trouble for that accent. Yeah. Yeah. There are plenty of good Americans. They're just not ruled by one. And I, I don't I say ruled because that's that's, well, that's, that's what, what he wants. He wants. <laughs> Anyways, uh all good pi- geek picks around. I, yep. I like it. That's a, it's one of these rounds where I'm like, I wanna 
read and watch both of those. Yep. <laughs> Um, so as always, follow us on our various social medias on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Although I, I gotta really step up using Twitter. Yeah, you do. Follow us on Instagram. I update the Instagram. Yeah, fair Jen, bit. Jen's really good with the Instagram right now. So I put stuff on Facebook. Yep. But honestly, most of the pictures I take are of our cats. So and uh, <laughs> next week we will have the 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 comic bonanza from the '90s reviewed. See if Yay. these these let's see if any of these are actually good. I'm kind of curious. Comic yeah. bananas. And uh, till then, we will see you at the next episode. Bye. Take care. See ya. Such a phasers to You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds, and you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy.